Fizantov, how are you? I'm good. How are you, brother? Good, 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 good. We're just waiting on a few other people for this episode of Sartavri Pakistan. Um, uh, welcome to the podcast, man. Uh, man, it's a good time to catch up. It's just before the World Cup starts. Tomorrow, is it the Pakistan playing? Uh, it's on Friday, bro. Yeah, Friday. So, it's a good time to chat about cricket. No doubt, no doubt. Hassan Bhai, how are you? I'm good, sir. How are you? Good, good, good. All right, guys. So, let's get into it. There were two uh, warm-up matches today. India played uh, um, uh, Bangladesh and uh, New Zealand went up against uh, the West Indies. And uh, there were some good performances given today. Uh, starting with Fizan, sir, your thoughts on the warm-up matches today? Um, I think warm-up matches are just an opportunity for every team to just try different combinations and just get the best out of their players before they actually go into competition. So, I don't really think the results really matters, but uh, you, you got to see some really good results, uh, good performances, individual performances, which we will see in the coming tournament as well. Like I think they, these performances will make a difference for the players to go in confidently and play well for the sides in the coming days. Pakistan had a bad run, I would say, but I'm hoping that they'll bounce back. We have a very strong bowling attack, which didn't perform as they could at the start, but I'm hoping they'll do well on Friday. They're starting against a very tough team. So Friday will be a good day to see how Pakistan turns up in this tournament. You, you know, you, you, you make a great point uh, about Pakistan and their bowling lineup that's been kind of depleted. But uh, Hassan Bhai, uh, let's, uh, let's uh, have your take on uh, what Fezan has said and uh, the warm-up matches today, sir. Right. <clears throat> so, um, the warm-up matches were actually pretty one-sided if you look at them today. Um, first, the uh, Windies were put into bat and then scored a huge two. Somebody, bro, you're breaking up, sir. Right, can you hear me now? Yes. Yes, so, so what I was saying was that the matches today were really one-sided. And uh, if you look at the Windies, they scored over 420-odd runs. The because they got all out, and um, similarly, India got 350, 349, and um, comprehensive win for them. Uh, the scary bit about the Windies is that they were facing New Zealand, and we faced them for our first match. And New Zealand is supposed to be one of the best bowling sides in the World Cup. We saw what they did in the first match, which is got the better of uh, we can't really hear you. I think you'll have to get closer to your mic. Hassan bro, let's try having you reconnect, sir. KB Sab, your take on the matches today and uh, Pakistan's uh, chances against the West Indies after today's performance. What are they? What are they? Uh, so, West Indies, 
Uh, as I predicted, they have a very strong lineup. So they have a game plan. Uh, and they're sticking to, to their game plan. If they bat first, they, they're going to go all out. Uh, we got we saw Gale get a quick 36 off, uh, I don't know, uh, I think 80 or 90 balls, 22 balls or something. And uh, I think, I think West Indies have shown that they do have depth, even if, even if uh, they mess up on the top. So, Holder coming in, a beautiful knock. Um, and I, I think West Indies, on their day, can beat any team. Uh, on the other hand, we saw India come come back from their loss. Good score after losing Thawan and uh, the top order pretty cheaply. Um, I, I think with Tony firing and, and the, their uh, depth in the batting, uh, they're going to be a force to reckon with. Um, but it goes to show, at this point, the, the way we've seen it go in the warm-up matches, no team is, or we can't say the top four teams that that usually uh, we we bet we bet for, like in India, Australia, England, South Africa. You can get New Zealand in that mix, but uh, it's anybody's game on on a given day at this point. Uh, that's that's the. Third point, Gibby Fezon. Tell us a little about yourself. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're in England. So, uh, how long have you been a fan, and uh, what do you think Pakistan's chances are in the World Cup? Um, I'm actually in Ireland. Um, I went to watch uh, Ireland play India recently. Like I think uh, early on this year, was it last year? My memory's not really good, but um, I'm a cricket fan. Obviously, like any other standard Pakistani, I was a cricket fan as soon as I started watching the game. Like say, I'm 30 years now, so I should have. It, should, it must have been about like 20, 20 odd years that I've been following these cricket teams, especially Pakistan. Um, I've watched like most of the games uh, ever since, but. This World Cup uh, came at a time when I, I think Pakistan uh, had some couple of good performances, a good series in the last year or two. But what's really sad is the series that they played against England. Uh, conditions in the pitch in England uh, is completely different from what we normally see in England, and uh, it's normally in the favour of the fast bowlers. And bowlers get to enjoy some really good conditions and. They, they can show their talent and we've seen Pakistani fast bowling um, has always uh, shown their best of their performances in England but this time around I think it's completely different and you you, you get a feeling of uh, um, IPL too in this world probably you'll see that more like after today's games like 420 odd runs scored and then uh, every team is getting to score 350 plus. Like, do you guys think is that taking a bit of like the corn out of the game and is making bowlers more vulnerable and making them look less skillful and compared to the batsmen in the tournament? Or is it going to be a good thing that teams are able to score more runs? You know, you make an excellent point, Asamba. I'll let you have a go at it. Yeah. So historically. Uh... An ODI match would be as such that you'd see the first 15 overs where the batsman would attack and go for quick runs and the last 10 to 15 overs match. But uh, in recent times, it's been changed. The entire landscape, uh, teams like England, they're going 
at a fast rate throughout the entire 50 overs even india and australia are managing to do that and uh, the landscape has changed it's a bit unfair for the bowlers with uh, two new balls coming in and uh, your take on the format of cricket changing being more batting friendly and fazan bringing up the impact of the ipl yeah in the past 3 4 years uh cricket internationally in, is in a very very bad state because of the deal that happened which is the big 3 so just to give you uh, a round up on on the deal and and this will basically explain why we have pitches the way we have why we have 10 teams playing um compared to 16 last time why cricket internationally is suffering the reason is bcci after the influx of ipl money is at the helm of things uh they govern everything uh in terms of policy making they have they they they've made huge inroads on all committees they have majority indian sitting on all ICC committees uh adding salt to 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 pain is uh that england has joined hands with india on the matter of making pitches because it suits them and their play which they have evolved over the last 3 years which is uh batting heavy so it's it's really suffering so just to just to fill you in india india australia and england take huge sums of money out of the ICC World Cup and they sit down together and they actually plan everything out and India is going to take 500 million dollars out of the revenue of the total World Cup England and Australia they will go 250 to 50 so it is it is so um unapologetic and they've come out clear they said we are the big 3 this is how we will work so india has also said okay they don't want to expand cricket to more more countries that's that's a clear policy they've stated because um you know they don't they don't want their hegemony to be challenged by anyone so making flat pitches in england was unheard of before the big 3 so the this is what's happening to cricket and it's sorry uh, it's a sorry state because Because all the financial matters, unfortunately, run is running the affairs of cricket from pitches 
do the wall, to do two balls that we play right now. There's nothing for the ballers anymore. Um, there's no money being invested in other countries to bring up cricket to a better level. So, so we're going to see this for the next 10, 15 years unless uh, things change. Initially, all the smaller countries like Pakistan, Sri Lanka, South Africa, all the smaller countries, they, they, they voted no for the big three. But later on, I don't know if you know this, but they joined, they eventually signed the deal. The reason was because off the table, these big three went to all these nations and they, they promised lollipops to them, uh, jump change, and they had no choice. So uh, eventually they all signed on and, KB, you mentioned a great great point about the monopoly by the big three being created. Uh, Faisal, listen, you being a, a Pakistani fan, um, uh, first time on the podcast, who are you, uh, who do you think are going to be like Pakistan's like dynamic players for this tournament? Who do you think is going to stand out and do uh, well? As you can see from the last series, Babar Azam has been playing really well. Uh, but I can see a couple of players doing good in this tournament where Babar Azam is someone who's been so consistent uh, over the year, over the last year or two that I think he will he will definitely shine and with the conditions being so friendly for batsmen there's no um, excuse for him not to perform well when he's already doing so good so but I kind of lost interest in the whole game to be honest over the last couple of years as well like especially when I watch uh, like all these uh, T20 tournaments all around the world dominating the game where we actually grew up watching test cricket in very tough conditions for batsmen to score runs and very difficult conditions on the other side like when bowlers were going to India they were finding it hard because everywhere had its own conditions where players had to adopt and play but now we are seeing that the conditions are replicated and they're um, made in a way that the, the same teams would take would advantage from those conditions like we know most English players play in IPL so they spend a good part of the year playing in India for the international team and then they go play, play, play IPL and then Indian team would be playing in England they will be hammering everyone out of the park when they come and find Sam flat pitches in England so there's not much left for the teams who are not playing as regularly as the big three or four teams so I kind of think it's going to be like uh, very interesting to see how teams like Pakistan, teams like New Zealand, um, they adopt to these conditions and how they, they respond. But I think Pakistan, for me, Shadab Khan on these pitches will have to do something special for Pakistan to even get through to the second round. But they, they have been really disappointing in the last series and in the warm-up games. So they have to come back with something special to stand any chance to progress in this competition. Fazan, bro, you've made some excellent points, bro. But uh, you know, we've—I have not personally been a big, big fan of Babarazam due to due to personal reasons. And Shadab Khan, he's been uh, flaky of late. But Hassan Bai probably has a massive hard on right now that you've <laughs> mentioned, Babarazam. Hassan Bai, your take. Your take on uh, Faizan's take on uh, uh, pointing out Babur Azam and Shadab Khan as being stars of the cricket team. Right. So, um, you know, uh, in English conditions, whatever the pitch is like, the ball still does a bit in the air first up. Um, just how we've seen in test matches, the first session is the one the best to ball in. 
uh, I think in the World Cup, the first 10-15 odd overs, the ball will move a bit in the air. Uh, despite whatever the pitch is like. People who can move it in the air will do. But to play in those kind of conditions, you need to either let the ball come to you uh, or you need to go a little forward, like uh, take a good stride in and uh, mitigate that swing. We've seen uh, Kohli meet the ball really full. He, he, he takes a good stride in. And we've seen uh, Hashim Amla let the ball come to him. And we've seen him score really well too. People who are like in between will get caught napping. The thing with Baba Razam is that he knows where to meet the ball. Unlike most of our players, he's very sure of his footwork. He's either really forward or he's at the back foot, but he keeps his balance correct. Uh, I know people keep mentioning uh, Imam Al-Haq, but I, I know he has a bit of a technical issue against the short ball. I think Baba Razam, this, this World Cup, because A, he's our one-down batsman, it's a critical position to be in. Uh, he will, he, he seems to be getting better with time. He's, his last few scores have been, uh, I think he's got a few centuries and a few 80, 60 odd uh, not out and stuff. Um, so, he's got the technique, he's, he's got the game you know, mentally he's there. Kibi sir, you're there? Sir, you're on the chances against the West Indies, sir. Sir, it's it's written all over the wall. You have to go all out from get-go. No Shweb Malik coming in, wasting 20 balls and, and then start to score. No. Uh, we we have if we bat first, take care. Okay, if they bat first and they have a total like 280, 290, maybe you can go with the mindset the power goes one and ball scores at 100. Then your four or five pairs of ease, bias, they get like 50 of maybe 40 balls. That's fine. But if you're batting first, you know what Westney's got, you have to go out from get go. 8 and over, 7 and over, shooting. So if you lose wickets, you lose wickets. But you have to go all out. That's my mind. That, that's, that's how you win this World Cup. You cannot challenge the big four or five teams unless you go with this mentality. You, you must not fear losing. Because you're when we had good bowling, but this time around, we have no chance with our bowling. We have to put up big scores. Uh, to give our bowlers a chance. Uh, KB, you make a great point. Asambai, you still there? Yes, sir, I'm here. Sir, uh, your take on Pakistan's match against the West Indies, especially on the back heels of this powerful performance by them against New Zealand. Right, so New Zealand has been bowling really well. We saw them move up the ball up front. They've got one of the best bowling attack in the World Cup. Despite that, they were hammered. Uh, with the over the careful uh, and we play West Indies and Trent Bridge uh, at the back of a few mediocre performances from all our players. Uh, I think uh, these are worrying signs. Uh, ideally, we should have 
back to the question of big hitters. These guys have really long heights and good stride in towards the pitch of the ball and long levers to get the flow swing to the bat. You look at the likes of Gale, Carlos Brathwaite, uh, Andre Russell, Hitmeyer. Uh, these are big people. Uh, what's his name? The captain holder. Now imagine someone like a Shadab Khan or a Madhusi pulling this guy, trying to take runs instead of getting wickets like and these guys going swing of the ball with their long lead in a small ground with a flat pitch like train pitch with the bar score is around 350. So uh, I think these are worrying signs for our team. We cannot uh, match their hitting pounds. So our bowling really needs to step up. I don't know what Hassan Ali's wicket-taking is going to be against these guys. I don't, I don't think he's going to be dropped. If it was up to me, I would have uh, Hassan, Mahab, and Amir come in. Uh, but these guys will probably go with Mahab, Amir, and Hassan Ali with Shatab and Iman. Uh, and a few overs from Hafiz. I think Hafiz could possibly ball to the left hand as well. This being one of the first few matches of the World Cup, these guys will definitely put on a show. Um, I'm not too sure about their bowling. They have good pace. Uh, the likes of Thomas, who can touch 150 plus continuously. Andre Russell can also bowl 145. Uh, so, it depends. Just like how they say about Pakistan, what type of Mr. shows up that day. Uh, you're right, Zambay. Uh, something that Fezan mentioned, the fact that, you know, these boys have been playing in the IPL and they're used to the spin now. So, spin might not be a factor for in Pakistan's favor. KB Sahib, your take on Pakistan's bowling attack against the West Indies? KD spin, bhai. What spin do you talk of? You have Shadab, who's not performing at, uh, at his at his best. I mean, I don't know but I mean, these are not really, really good spinners. I, I don't count them as really good spinners. Um, I, I think you have to uh, revolve around the strategy of going all out on West Indies with your bank. If, if you put up a score like 260 to 70, you're gone. Sorry to say, you have no chance. Uh, with, with the ball, maybe, maybe they fall, maybe they don't. But you can't. You have to rely on your batting. The batting has to deliver. That's 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 my take on it. I mean, our ballers, maybe in the depth, unko end me rocking a little bit, but in the beginning they've been really rusty. So uh, no hopes. Uh, Fezan, bro, sorry you got disconnected there, buddy. Um, uh, bro, we're playing the West Indies in the first match. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, after today's uh, performance by West Indies, uh, I don't want to predict anything, but I just hope our bowling uh, attack uh, bounces back and uh, put in a, our bowlers put in a good performance and make it a competitive game. Uh, I'm not sure about the results, obviously, but uh, I'm just hoping that uh, we have a very capable bowling attack and I hope... I hope they perform on Friday and uh, give us a good start uh, to the tournament. But I think it's really good for Pakistan that they're playing against a challenging side like West Indies in their first game. It will give them an opportunity to check their uh, strength, how good they are and if they if they are capable of uh, fighting pressure and uh, playing against tough sides in the coming games. 
You make a good point. So, so, so say, so check out the scenario. Say if Pakistan bats first, what do you predict they're going to score? Or if they bowl first, what's going to happen? You have to put in an all all around performance when you're playing against a team that scores 420, 430 runs. You have to bowl really good. You have to bowl in the right spots. You have to get wickets on time. And then you have to be scoring runs as well to chase a big total. Like if a Stendhal plays first and they score anything um, above 350 or say even 300, the, the way the conditions seem, I think 300 is a power score. You will be more talking about 340, 350 in every game. Um, so you, you have to bat well to chase those runs. Uh, if you're bowling, you have to bowl really well against sides who are looking to score 400 plus runs. I mean, this is another level of cricketing we are entering now where teams are talking about 400 runs. <laughs> I mean, when, <laughs> <laughs> traditionally, you would you would expect in a World Cup, every betting side would be in pressure, and they'd be thinking about scoring 280, 290, like that. Then there, there was the score that teams used to think about, and now it's not even 380. They've gone all the way up to 450. Like that's just another level. And uh, I don't know how every team will adopt. Uh, I mean, I've, every game that's been played in England recently is just above 300, 320, 30. And it just makes look bowlers look bad. I mean, it just makes them look like we don't have... Uh, I, I, would, I would like to see Wasim Akram back and I would like to see Wakar Yunus back and Shoei back. <laughs> I would like to see these bad boys scoring these runs against them ballers and I, I would want them to put in, in these conditions and see how they would react. But, I, I, I mean, what, I, I'll ask you a question. What do you think? The ballers today are less capable than the ballers who were, who were 10 years ago or is it just completely like because of the com- conditions uh, that the batsmen are able to score so many runs. Hassan, your take on this? I think if you can get Wasim Akram to, at 50 years of age to ball it with these guys, he could do a better job than what Hassan Ali and these guys have done. KP Sahib, your take? Sir, let's not compare legends <laughs> to these guys. I mean, come on, Makram. Uh, I saw, okay, he was given, there was a video clip that just came out. He was given a ball in indoor conditions just off the back. And he said he hadn't balled in like three, four years. And he swung it by at least <laughs> yeah. 10 wickets, man. It's like his first ball. He swung it at least 10, 11 wickets. Or arms, you know, but look at, look what I do. This is called magic. So, um, I mean, I think the, they were resilient in, in uh, adapting to conditions. But uh, for sure, Fazan, I absolutely agree. Conditions have changed. Technology has has changed. Um, even even the preparation that the batsmen uh, go through uh, has changed. The whole mentality of of approaching the game has changed. They've become more aggressive. Look at Bearstow. Um so I think Basim and Okar would still have have a hard have a hard time, but they would they would find some yeah. some way let to me, get let around. Let me throw it. you guys. They would let me throw you guys a red so, flag. So we talk about Wahab Riaz possibly coming in and reversing the ball, but we need to be wary of the fact that the ball wouldn't start reversing at least if we're lucky by the forty fifth over and not before that. 
40th to the 45th over by then most of the damage would have been done his natural length is bowling on good length and in trend page we've seen wahab go for you know over 10 runs <laughs> over multiple times and the other thing imad wasim is supposed to be one of your main spinners the guy cannot bowl to left handed batsmen and west indies have a plenty of left handed batsmen um even up top of the order when imad does bowl so there's gale there's hitmeyer and and you know what we we don't we haven't been mentioning but this new guy shay hope he's been the backbone of uh, the west indies team for a while now he's he's been their babar azam you look at his record he has a couple of good centuries a good healthy average he even scored a century today at about 80 odd balls uh so i'm not too sure where the wickets would be coming from in trent bridge supposing if west indies goes into bat first um if if you want to hear my point of view on this I, as i said playing against any any big sides uh, for pakistan they they have to reinvent themselves they have to have that confidence and believe in themselves that they can actually take wickets whichever way i mean the the thing that i found really different in the present pakistani bowling attack and when i used to watch back in the days say wasim wakar even abdul razak they didn't have like the best bowlers sometimes on their sides with them like wasim and wakar but the way um, the way they 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 went into the game and they had a game plan and they stuck to their game plans like i've seen siklen mushtaq bowling in first 10 overs in australia in curtain um I, i don't know the series name but back in the days like they used to bring him in we seen hafiz coming in bowling early in first couple of years like because that was the plan to go in with and i mean nowadays we see bowlers is getting like hammered by the batsmen all around the park and you see sir frost is standing behind the wicket biting his nails and don't have a clue like he can re like he can change the plan and he can bring in like another bowler like he would just let it happen all the way through to 50 overs i mean that's what's most for most frustrating for someone who's watching it on t- telly like you have you have plenty of options you have plenty of time like they had few years to set up a team for the world cup but uh, all we see is even in this last series against england it just seemed like our players are helpless and they just want it like to be over as soon as it's possible when you're playing a world cup game in like say two weeks time and your attitude is like you're you're just giving up already like before they even started it's really sad so i want to see a different pakistani team on friday I want them to be able to take wickets and I want them to be going in aggressively and like we played um like in the past like I don't want them to do what they did against England in the last few games that was really sad. <coughs> I think I think you make a really great point uh we've been mentioning Sir Fraz's captaincy in uh, most of our podcasts. I just like to point out that uh, when uh, Misbah was captain he had the likes of Anwar Ali Bilal Bhatti, Mohammad Talha yeah. bowling for him and he, they were still defending around 280 back then successfully because Misbah yeah. knew how to captain a side he wouldn't go for a reactive field placing what we see yeah. what we see with Sir Faraz is uh, if in in the initial few overs if a bowler goes for runs he takes the slips out 
he puts everything everyone back and then he starts giving easy singles <laughs> and he does that yeah. until the end there's no game plan uh, there's no proactiveness so this this needs to change and i think uh mickey uh, needs to contribute somehow because apparently from what i hear that uh, mickey is calling uh, most of the shots from uh, beyond the boundary and that shouldn't be the case yeah i think we need someone more more like the way sir frost deals his deals with the, the different situations he finds himself in is really like childish in a way because he's uh, the captain of a world cricket club cricket team and he he just shows you all his emotions on the ground like he just acts in a way that he doesn't keep anything for you to be like going to search for like he's just he's so like in a way like he's not he's not he's not acting as a captain there he's not acting as a team leader like you're not there to show your emotion and just let everyone know that you're not really happy with your bowler and you're not really happy with the way they fielders or fielding like well, you you should have a plan and you go in and you stick by your side and you give them the confidence that you know we are here now we have to do it instead of like making fun of yourself by acting all these doing all these strange things on the pitch i mean that's another thing that i find really different from what mispa used to be like mispa was a very calm head he took pressure he made his players believe that we can get out of these pressure situations and he came out victorious many times but you don't see that anymore because of the like that captaincy that you're missing there and i'm just hoping that in a few years time or probably after the world cup we see someone else taking charge like even sure malik like i know he's been around for too long but he's he's still like the way he operates on the ground is more mature and he's more like of a leader than what sir frost does personally to me is really annoying what do you guys think about that i agree i think sir frost should not be the captain after the world cup regardless of what happens and uh, we know that shoaib malik and hafiz also maybe might be retiring from uh, the odi format so yeah. who's going to be your next captain that actually puts up a dilemma because currently um, i think the vice captain is also shoaib malik and uh, so there's there are talks of uh, babar azam or imad wasim and or one of these guys being in line for the next captaincy stint and if that is the case there has been absolutely no grooming uh from any of these guys for your next future star and that is actually a fault of the leadership and the management team we can remember that uh, when um, uh sanga and mahila were playing they made uh, dilshan captain at a very early stage they had like 3 to 4 years left because they wanted to groom dilshan uh, to be the captain it didn't work out because dilshan actually let go of the captaincy himself before they retired Uh, and then they gave it to Matthews but uh, they at least made that effort of uh, grooming a youngster in their uh, uh, in their pre- presence uh, to be the next future captain and we're not seeing that right now for the Pakistan team do we have anyone else in this discussion i just i just don't want to be talking over everyone every time kibi <laughs> are you there All right man so um Malik I mean his ears are done 
he used to be good in the 2000s, but uh, he's rusty. He doesn't have that vigor anymore. Um, and to be honest, you see across captains um, on, you know, on all the teams, and they have leadership qualities. I mean, most of uh, our team has a person who steps in the ring with a defeatist attitude, with drooping shoulders, and has no clue about what's going on. So, uh, I would disagree about Shoy Malik. I agree that Safaraz needs to go. He's a boy on this team and uh, his attitude, his skill set, nothing matches up. Uh, regarding the rest of the buggers, I, I, I absolutely have tried digging in to the, into these guys. None of them have leadership qualities, unfortunately. Maybe Barbara Azim is the best choice at this point because at least he can uh, lead with, uh, with, with, with his performances. Um, regarding this World Cup, listening to you guys, listening to all the reviews and watching the games, uh, analyzing the team, I think it's going to be guys who get you quick runs on uh, with a very good strike rate who can head out with games, that's your only bet at this point. That's Asif Ali and Fakhar. Uh, you would need Imam and, uh, and Barbara as a supporting role, but these guys will be. Uh, we need 120s, 130s of 80 balls, 70 balls for you guys, and that's what will win you the World Cup. I think Nothing most else. of the matches no would be me. decided probably in the first 15 overs. Um, if you can get wickets in the first no, 15 overs, then you're in the driving seat. And if you go for runs in the first 15 overs, then mm-hmm. you're in for a ride. So, um, we saw actually, I, I would actually like to uh, mention the performance by India today. Uh, we've seen them being top heavy dependent. Uh, they're actually top two batsmen, uh, Rohit Sharma and Dhawan, have uh, failed continuously in two matches now. And then Kohli looked set, he looks solid. But he got out against the run of play again, like he did in the last match. So, um, historically, India has had a problem at their number four uh, batting order. And KL Rahul, who's historically been an opener, was drafted in that slot. And he actually scored a brilliant century. Even though he hasn't had the best of technique uh, for the English conditions, the pitch was such that he was managed to do it. And then Dhoni came in and scored a century as well. I thought Dhoni's innings was uh, flawless. And then uh, towards the end when they were bowling, India actually gave an extended run uh, to their spinners. They actually have a problem. They don't know who to, uh, what, which two bowlers to pick out of uh, Jateja, Chahal and Yadav. Yadav actually came in towards the end and cleaned up the tail. So India is looking uh, very well set uh, in this World Cup. I wasn't too uh, optimistic about them after their performance uh, versus New Zealand. I think that was a one-off. Uh, these guys are uh, looking very good. Their bowling is very solid. Their batsmen are stepping up. Uh, not just Kohli, the others. And uh, and then we have the likes of West Indies speaking at the right time. England is looking good. Australia is looking good. Uh, and uh, even Bangladesh scored 300 against India today. Uh, chasing 350 odd. Um, so, this is going to be pretty tough for Pakistan. I want to point out something. So, you mentioned Dhoni's innings, and uh, 
that's something pakistan can learn from so imagine our top order fails and somebody like babar comes in or or uh okay let's say even if babar comes in, you can't expect an innings from hafiz or haris like that the reason is the mentality is that now abhi humne bachana hai we have to stabilize and you know uh, run a ball dhoni came in and he still went he was trying to get three of every ball so you look at his century and it was i think maybe it's 80 odd runs uh, or 70 i think he was something balls and that's the 60 odd balls and he took some time سیریز he wasted the first 50 balls just trying to see where the balls what the balls doing that's not acceptable um even hafiz has been very slow so i mean somebody needs to talk sense into these guys ki tum aao to you need to make sure you start scoring from get go this is not 1995 96 or 2001 this is 2019 and we're looking at 480 totals on these pitches so Afghanistan maybe you pull it off maybe against Bangladesh but you have no chance of getting the six near wins to get to the semifinals if you if you uh, have this slow rate uh, scoring rate so uh, things all right I think uh, yeah we're like we're still optimistic but uh, realistically speaking based on what we're seeing the stats the performances uh they look big uh we try to have a pre-match podcast yeah. we try to have a pre-match podcast uh before the big match on friday um i think most people have left the podcast so we just have quickly our closing remarks uh katie what are you calling it uh against the west indies on friday pakistan or west indies to win it's going to be a very tough time uh if they step in like tigers they're going to come out because we have that knack in us that we can pull 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 games off uh magar it's it's 80 20 for me 80% oh okay. 20% we're calling it west indies right so i'm going to go with uh, patriot today uh and i'll say that uh, even though west indies had a really good performance they're an up and down team and uh, i think in the last three world cups we've been undefeated uh against the west indies so i'll say 80 20 pakistan depending on who wins the toss though all right thank you so much right. for joining in and uh, we keep in touch and uh, connect with you guys around uh, before friday Fox on the